So as you lie there, you might begin to notice, of course, how you're lying on the floor. First thing we ask you to feel so often. Just get a really quick overall impression, like the stamp pad impression. If you were a rubber stamp and you were pressed in an ink pad and then pressed on the floor, what would be your contact, the size and shape, the blobs? Just a quick impression of how you're resting on the floor and then bring your awareness to your breathing. And there's a lot of different things you can feel about your breathing. You can feel just even the sensation of the air in your nostrils, coming through your nostrils. Where do you lose track of it? Where do you lose track of that sensation of feeling the air? And then somewhere at the other end of your lungs or in your belly or somewhere, you also feel... You're breathing in a different sense. You don't feel the air flow, but you feel the expansion and the subsiding, the shape of that, how much your stomach, your belly expands and subsides, your chest. So we're going to explore some of those places that we feel and some of those places that we don't feel and the interfaces between them. We talk about our project in Feldenkrais being completing the self-image, completing the self-image, including all of yourself and movement and thought and action. And um, some parts of yourself you feel like sensation, some parts of yourself you don't feel if you're going to sense them It's almost like an imaginary process. So let's see what that's like. Take your tongue, and with your tongue, touch the roof of your mouth just above your upper teeth at the front. Touch the edge of your palate, the upper teeth at the front. And begin to draw a line with your tongue along the midline of your upper palate. I'm going to call that the uh, cardinal dome, the cardinal arch of your mouth, this arch from front to back, along the top of your palate. So you go from behind your teeth and just draw a line backwards with your tongue, sensing the shape and the size of that dome, of that arch, toward the soft palate, towards the uvula at the back of your mouth. And forward back to the place where your teeth meet your gums. The front, just draw that line a few times, trace it out. Get familiar with it. Maybe already it's a little bit surprising. Maybe you say, oh, that's much higher than I thought it was, or it's lower than I thought it was. And then do the same thing from the place where your bottom teeth in the front, your front bottom teeth connect with your gums and with your jaw. Place your tongue just below your bottom teeth at the front and trace 
align the midline of the bottom jaw of the floor of your mouth and don't decide in advance how far back you're going to be able to go maybe you're going to be able to go farther than you thought you could along the midline of the bottom of your jaw it's kind of like curling your tongue back down underneath itself let's see what you can reach where you can go to what you can feel about the bottom the floor the floor of your mouth cavity this area is very interesting the floor of the mouth cavity is not made up of bone the way the roof of the mouth cavity is it's made up of the tongue muscle itself to a large extent the base of the tongue muscle so as you trace that line back it's true you are kind of curving your tongue back in on itself And then come back to this cardinal arch in the roof of your mouth again from uh, your front teeth at the top. Drawing a line with your tip of your tongue. And for this whole lesson, you could have your legs long or you can have them bent. You can switch back and forth as you go as you need to. Anything to be comfortable with your legs either long or bent or switched. And you trace that line, the midline of the top of the roof of your mouth. And notice as you go back towards as far back as you can possibly go, what happens with the, with the floor of your mouth? What happens with the muscle, the base of your tongue? Actually take your tongue as far back as you can on the top of your mouth, on the roof of your mouth, and see if, that isn't, if there isn't some sense of strain or of pushing with your muscle tongue muscle in the floor of your mouth and in fact you can take your fingers and just touch in that soft place uh, underneath your chin where it's not bone but it's muscle in between the chin bone just touch there lightly with your hand and as you take your tongue back along the roof of your mouth feel that the way it kind of pops out the way that you feel the muscle engage suddenly at one point and push outwards if you're not feeling it yet, just actually try harder with your tongue. Take your tongue farther back towards the back of your roof of your mouth. And at some point you'll feel that floor of your mouth, the bottom of your mouth, bulge outwards. And I'll go back and forth between when that bulges outwards and when it stops bulging outwards and becomes softer again. And notice what effect that has on your breathing. Notice how that affects your breathing. So there's somewhere quite specific in your abdomen, your belly, where when you strain in that place at the base of the tongue, your breathing also becomes restricted. And feel where that is. Is that in your low belly, near your pelvic bone? Is that in your upper belly, solar plexus area? Where's that? 
And what do you do with the back of your neck at that point where the floor of your uh, mouth bulges out, where you feel that strain in the muscle at the base of your tongue? The effect it has on your breathing will be a little bit different depending on what you do with the back of your neck. As you take the tip of your tongue towards the back of the roof of your mouth, as you get to the point where the base of your tongue starts to strain. So if that point where the base of your tongue starts to strain is also where your head tips backwards, the back of your neck shortens, then maybe what you'll feel is the restriction in breathing is in your low belly. It's quite precise in your low belly. Suddenly your breathing stops there. Whereas maybe if you uh, take your tip of your tongue backwards and strain the base of your tongue and you actually lengthen the back of your neck or pull in your chin, Maybe your breathing will get restricted somewhere else. More around your solar plexus, your low ribs. Let's go back and forth and see what you feel. Maybe you don't feel exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're feeling your own story of how that's organized. Just play with those options. And then leave your tongue and just with your fingers underneath your chin, in between the bony parts of your lower jaw, just gently touch and press till you feel that softening. You feel that the base of your tongue can be soft and easy. And feel what effect that has on your breathing. And take a rest. And then let's get to know the shape of the inside of the mouth a little bit more in more detail. Take your tongue along that cardinal arch to the back. So your tongue's touching the midpoint of the arch, the roof of your mouth in the back towards the uvula. And now from that spot, just sort of paint a line from the midline down to um, the right, down to the right to the place where your gums join your teeth. I'm going to sort of draw a stripe from the midline to the side, way at the back of your mouth, your back molars, or maybe where your wisdom teeth used to be, maybe even behind that. Draw that line and then just come a little step forward, sort of a ton width forward so that you can paint the next line, the next space. So you go from the midline to the right to the teeth and then back up to the midline. 
And one step at a time, you come forward in the mouth so that eventually you've painted the whole top right side of your palate, the top right side of your mouth. And you can feel the shape and the size of that arch. Very particular, each stripe of the arch has a little subtly different shape. Feel that. Until eventually you're feeling just from the midline to the front tooth, just to the right of the midline. You've filled that all in. And go back again to the back of the mouth, back to the back of the mouth with the tongue just in front of the uvula and paint to the right. And ask yourself now, well, where is your nostril? Have you asked yourself ever, where is your nostril and where is the air passage in relation to the inside of the top of your mouth at the back? Is it nearby? Is it far away? Where is it? And then do the same thing for the bottom of your mouth from wherever you reach to underneath your tongue. Come up the side to your teeth, to the base of your teeth where your teeth join your gum. And just stripe by stripe go from the bottom of your mouth on the right side, from the bottom of your mouth to the base of your teeth. From the back of your mouth coming forward. One or two teeth at a time. Till you've painted the whole inside of the right side of your mouth. Top, palate, bottom, the roof and the floor. And come and just paint the inside of the teeth on the right. So from the inside front tooth on the top. Run your tongue very slowly, tooth by tooth, along the right side of your mouth, feeling the line of those teeth and uh, it's not by any means a straight line or a smooth arch feel a shape from your right front top tooth to your top right back molar on the inside and then for your bottom teeth as well start from the tooth just to the right of uh, the center of your bottom jaw And tooth by tooth with the tip of your tongue, you feel the shape, the size of your bottom jaw on the right. All the way to the last molar you feel at the back. And then in your imagination, let's fill that in on the outside. So imagine that you're taking your tongue, your hand, imagine that you're taking your hand, your finger, your right finger, index finger or something, and you touch the uh, outside of your top right tooth, your uh, front tooth on the right, on your top jaw, and just run your finger along in your imagination um, between your teeth and your cheek on the right side, on the top. One tooth at a time, feeling the shape of the teeth, of the jaw, the bone, 
on the inside of your cheek, but outside of your teeth in your imagination. And then feel that on the bottom as well, on the right. The inside of your cheek, outside of your teeth, on the bottom, just the whole right side. Feeling the shape and size of that. And then leave that and just as you lie and as you rest, compare your sensation of the whole right side of your face and your head and the left side of your face and head, the whole right side of your body and the whole left side of your body. Compare. Does that different sense of the shape and size of your mouth on the right side have some effect on your whole feeling of yourself? And then uh, take your tongue to the back at the top again, along that cardinal arch, the midline to the back. So with your tongue on uh, near the uvula at the back, take your tongue out now to paint a stripe to the left, towards your left back, most molar or maybe even further back than that. Feel the left side of the roof of your mouth and find the shape and the size of the left side of the roof of your mouth. And just paint one stripe at a time, going forwards from the very back of your mouth and asking yourself this funny question, where is my left nostril? Where am I breathing in? Where is the air going in relation to this place I'm feeling with my tongue? On the other side of the palate, on the other side of the bone, is the nostril actually quite nearby? As you trace the whole upper left side of the palate. Think about your left nostril as well. And as you paint from that midline down to the place where your teeth meet your gums, and you paint forward one stripe at a time, eventually you'll come to the front of your mouth. You'll come to touch the top left tooth, just left of the midline. And then get to know the bottom of your mouth in the same way, the floor of your mouth. Taking your tongue underneath and back. Touching the floor of your mouth almost underneath your tongue and then painting up towards your back left molar, leftmost back lower molar. And then each stripe you move sort of one stripe forward and paint more or less from the midline of the base of the mouth wherever you take the tip of your tongue to, to each tooth, the next tooth, and then paint another stripe a step forward from that until you've become quite familiar with the whole size and shape of the bottom left side of your mouth. And then when you've done that, you can familiarize yourself with your teeth from the inside on the left side. So start in the front of your mouth and just run the tip of your tongue slowly along each tooth, along your lower jaw on the left, on the inside. Feel each tooth, how they're placed relative to one another. 
ahead and do that on your top teeth as well on the left side from the front. One tooth at a time, follow back to your back left top molar. Or even behind that to the place your wisdom tooth once was. Maybe almost even into your jaw joint you can come. Or what you might think is your jaw joint. And feel the shape of that side of your mouth on the top. And then leave that with your tongue. So your tongue can just be quiet. Don't do anything with your tongue. But feel internally. What's the distance between your wisdom teeth at the back, or where your wisdom teeth used to be, and uh, from the left to the right? How, how far apart is that? How big would you estimate that distance to be? The distance between your left and right former wisdom teeth at the back and your left and right molars. And just keep on asking yourself that question. Step forward one tooth at a time and feel how wide is the roof of your mouth? How wide, how far apart are the teeth from side to side? Your wisdom teeth, your molars, into your front teeth. Give yourself a sense of that. And then do the same thing with your lower teeth, your wisdom teeth, where they once were in your lower jaw. How far apart do they feel in your internal self-image, in your sense of yourself? Feel how far apart they are. And then your molars, step forward one tooth at a time and kind of measure in your internal feeling the distance between your teeth at the back. Step forward one, keep going until you've measured out all the way to the front of your mouth and your lower teeth, how far apart your teeth are. And then find the place in your mind's eye that is the height of the arch of the roof of your mouth. And measure in your internal feeling how high is that? How high is that arch, say, from the from where your teeth meet to the roof of your palate, to the highest peak of the roof of your palate? And is that distance smaller or bigger than the distance side to side between your molars or your wisdom teeth on the top, in your top jaw? Which is a greater distance, can you tell? the roof of your mouth higher than it is wide or wider than it is high? And again, in relation to the height of that palate and how high that bone is, where are your nostrils? Where is the air coming in if you breathe through your nose? Can you give yourself a sense? Can you even feel that... um, The air really enters your skull really just on the other side of a not very thick bone that is the upper palate, the upper bone of the the bone of the roof of the mouth. And the air continues, and as it comes in, it actually passes through the back of your mouth, 
passes by the soft palate. So the very back of your mouth may be a place, the back and the height of the back of your mouth may be a place where you could actually feel your breathing. You could actually feel the air and feel the location of that in relation to your nostrils. How the air has come into your nostrils and how it feels on your soft palate as it passes by and passes through the back of your mouth. Can you feel that at all, or do you not feel it? It's not a place we normally feel sensation. But then there's all sorts of things going on inside our skulls where we don't feel sensation, right? That's why, I'm sure this isn't familiar everyday experience to everyone, but they can do brain surgery on you with just relatively superficial anesthesia. They just have to... You can be awake and somebody can be poking around in your brain or cutting your brain. You don't feel anything. We don't have sensation in our brain, as it were. The brain's involved in sensing everything, of course, but we don't sense the brain. So there's this whole place inside our skull which is really pretty essential to everything we do and we don't know it by sensation. We don't know it by sensing ourselves. It's kind of invisible. Now close your nostrils somehow. You can use your fingers or just whatever, however you close your nostrils so that you can uh, try to breathe out but stop yourself from breathing out. So just a little bit force the air out. And if you do that, just make a little bit of force, you can actually start to feel your eardrums bulge slightly. So don't do it hard, but just a little bit so that you actually feel that pressure in your eardrums if you try to push the air out but you give it nowhere to go. And some people might actually have air coming out the eardrops. Most people won't. You might feel or hear some crackling or some popping. It's like popping your ears. See if you can feel, can you feel where in the back of your mouth, in this whole area that we're becoming familiar with, where are those are called eustachian tubes, where this air now that you're forcing out the eustachian tubes is pushing out into your eardrums. So just do this very lightly and gently just so that you can ask yourself or bring some awareness to, become familiar with where that is. Where is the entrance to the eustachian tubes in the back of your mouth? Where is this air pushing through to get to your eardrums? What path is it traveling? How far are your eardrums? Your inner ear from where this has to go. Feel that. And then feel too. Now we've kind of got a bit of a picture and a sense inside of the back. The back of the mouth, the top and the bottom, inside, outside of the palate at the back. Where that is in relation to the ears, where that is in relation to the nostrils, how that's all connected. And now find in your internal sense, in your image, where is the place, uh, the tear ducts, the place where tears would come out. Each eye on the left and on the right. Where is that? If you... Obviously, if you look in a mirror and you see it from the outside in your face, you know exactly where everything is. If you go to touch it from the outside, you know exactly where it is. But imagine you're coming at it from the inside, from this place you're just at, from the back of your mouth, the inside of your nostrils, 
eustachian tubes that uh, go out to your eardrums. And now find from there, find your tear dots, your tear glands. And begin to find in your skull the shape of the orbit that your right eye sits inside. So you find your eye, if your eye is kind of like a globe and it's sitting inside something that shape, the orbit, the space in the skull for it, find, trace in your mind's eye kind of the internal, the external border of that uh, socket in your skull for your eye. And where is that in relation to the palate that you've been feeling from the inside? Actually quite near. If you went, just in your imagination of course, but if you went into the bottom of your eye socket and could feel where that was, and then came from the roof of your mouth and could feel where that was, how far apart are those? Just ask yourself that question and continue to trace out all around the orbit of your right eye, all through the socket, bottom, back, sides, top, and the inside towards your nose, near again your tear glands, for your right eye. And then do the same thing for your left eye. Find the floor of the socket of your left eye and just kind of feel where is that in relation to the top palate, the palate of your mouth on the left side, the upper palate. If you touch the bottom of the inside of your eye socket on the left and the top of your upper palate of your mouth, On the left, how far apart would your fingers be if they were touching both at the same time? And just trace out the whole shape of that socket for your eye on the left. Bottom, sides, top, behind your eyebrow, the direction of your forehead, the inside, the bridge of your nose. And then your head, I mean, your whole head, it's fascinating. It's made up of various bones that more or less fuse together. There's some movement. There's some sutures. It's not all hard bone. Um, But your head as a whole is two major bones and one joint, and that's your jaw joint, too, on either side. So apart from the skull that we've been tracing out and getting to know inside and out, you've got your jaw bone. And feel, find in your mind's eye where the joint on the left and the right is, the joint of your lower jaw with your skull. Where is that joint? This is an extremely strong joint. You could, uh, I'm not going to recommend you go test this, but Feldenkrais claims you can crack nuts. People didn't need nutcrackers. I guess there was some way that we ate nuts before we had nutcrackers. We might have hit them with stones or we might have put them in our jaws and broken them. It's Christmas time, so you could all go test that, but uh, my, my insurance doesn't cover your dental bills if you choose to test this. <laughs> but apparently the jaw is that strong. Apparently the jaw is that strong. So what's the shape of uh, your lower jaw? What's your impression of that? There's, of course, the jawline, the chin line. You know the chin line. But where's the actual joint? 
where the jaw articulates with the skull. So you actually find it right in front of the ear. You can even touch that spot somewhere right in front of the entrance to your ear and just gently move your jaw, open and close it, or slide it a bit forwards and backwards until you can feel very gently moving it or a bit side to side. You can feel where is that spot where where the bone actually articulates with the skull. And if you touch that on both sides at the same time, ask yourself, what's the distance there? How far apart? Measure from right in front of your left ear to right in front of your right ear to where you feel that bone shift as you move your jaw. Measure that distance. How far apart is that? How does that compare to the distance between your wisdom teeth at the back on the bottom, the distance between your wisdom teeth at the back on the top, And what's that location in relation to, remember you went back and pushed that pressure of the air out through the eustachian tubes to reach the ear. Where did that happen? Is this joint of the jaw in front of that, behind it, on either side of it? How does it all fit together? Bring that all together, this space of your eyes, the socket of your eyes, the bottom of that socket, the proximity of that, how close that is to the roof of your mouth, the back, the other side of the palate of the roof of your mouth, the air coming in your nostrils and mixing, going through the back of your mouth, your ears, where you felt that pressure bulge, your nostrils, the air coming in, the back of your mouth. So you've got a feeling for that whole internal space of the back of your mouth that's at the same time where your ears are, is where your jaw is, where the air is coming in through your nostrils and starting to enter down your windpipe. And a good part of that space you can actually sense and feel. And now we're going to go to a more imaginary space. So if I ask you to imagine, if you come to the inside of your eyebrow, the inside of your forehead, and start to measure the the thickness of your skull in your forehead. So maybe come to your right eyebrow and feel in your mind's eye, what's the thickness of your skull there? How thick does the skull feel? Probably you can get a bit of a sense if you go from side to side around your right eye socket at the top, around your right eyebrow, that as you go out towards the temple, the bone gets thinner and thinner. As you come in towards the bridge of your nose, it's thicker and thicker. And starting from your eyebrow, continue up to your um, hairline, but not sensing that on your skin, not sensing that on your forehead, on the outside, but sensing that in your mind's eye as sensing the thickness of your skull, the thickness of your forehead. How thick does it feel? If you 
measure out or give yourself the sense that you're feeling both the inside and outside of your skull all the way through your forehead, particularly the inside of your skull and your forehead from your temple to the midline. And then the same thing on the left side from the brow and the feel the thickness of your skull at your eyebrow, the top of your left eye socket. And if you come in towards the bridge of your nose, it gets thicker out towards the corner, the angle of your eye on the outside, it gets thinner towards your temple and all the way to your hairline. Feel what your sense is of the thickness of the forehead, the thickness of your forehead. And the shape or the space of the inside of your skull in your mind's eye. This place that we don't have sensation of unless maybe we have a headache someday. We might feel like it's here. And feel inside the distance between your left and your right temples. Feel the shape and size of that dome of your forehead, the dome that your brain sits in. In your imagination, feel the shape and the size of it. And then place your thumbs in your ears and your fingers, spread your fingers out across your head, or maybe just kind of in your ears, because you'll have to hear me a little bit, but, you know, make your compromise. So you can feel sort of the size of the shape of the dome of your head uh, from your ears to the top of your head. Feel what your fingers tell you that's like. And is that the same as what you imagined? Is that bigger? Is that smaller? What is the distance? What is the distance from where your ears are to the very top of your head? Quite a distance. Feel the size, how high that is. How far apart your hands feel, how far apart your ears are. That gives you a bit of a reference point from the outside, but now from the inside, can you fill that in? From the inside, can you go over your whole skull? You could start on the right side of your skull and feel from the crown of your skull out to your temples, towards your ear, to just above your ear, around behind your ear. What do you feel is the thickness of your skull, the shape of this cavity from the inside? The whole right side of your skull on the inside. And on the left side, the whole inside of your skull from that crown. The thickness of your skull at every spot can vary a lot and it can vary between people. between three millimeters, five millimeters thick. Some people might be eight millimeters thick. And there's a very famous and precedent-setting case in English common law history called Thin Skull, which both was about a man, a Victorian worker, whose name was Thin Skull. Not making that up, it belongs in a Dickens novel. And he was injured at work, particularly because he had, not making this up, a thin skull. And it created the great common law principle that uh, 
you take your victim as you find him. So if your victim happens to have a thin skull and you hit him on the head and he dies, then you killed him. You didn't hit someone on the head who had a thick skull, you hit someone on the head who had a thin skull, and you're responsible for what happens to the person you hit. It's the famous thin skull case. I'm really not making that up. It sounds like I am. So the skull could be, the thickness of the skull could be quite different. You imagine you find your own feeling. And back behind the ears, behind the head, back where you rest your head, feel what the thickness feels to you of the skull where your head is resting. And the shape of the cavity on the inside that your brain is sitting in, your brain stems sitting in. And actually now take your hands and touch at the back of your neck, touch at the base of your skull, touch that space between one ear and the other at the back. Just run your hand across behind your head between your head and the floor, below where your head's lifting on the floor. So you can feel the shape of the skull there. There's lots of variety and precision detail about how your skull is shaped back there, these bulges that are formed by some major muscles of the neck and how they pull on your skull day in and day out, sternocleidomastoid and other muscles. Just feel that. Get familiar with that, with that whole expanse. It's a very hidden expanse in our self-image, the expanse of the skull at the back between one ear and the other. Run your hand across it slowly, you'll feel how much more is going on there than probably is in your self-image present day in and day out. And imagine the thickness of that on the inside and the outside, the shape of that. And then take one hand and start at one ear and trace straight across and over the crown of your head and across to the other ear and feel that whole shape and size. And can you put that external measure of the shape and size of your skull, the location of your skull, together with your internal feeling of the shape and the size of this cavity that your brain sits in? the internal space in your skull that holds your brain. And as you go from one ear up the temple, across the crown, what do you imagine is the thickness of the skull? What do you feel is the thickness of the skull as you go? to the back to the mouth cavity and paint over for yourself the size and the shape, the feeling of the size of your mouth cavity, the roof of your mouth, the dome, that cardinal dome, front to back, side to side, the distance between your molars, the distance between your teeth, the height of the palate, 
the depth of the floor of the mouth, that whole space, the jaw side to side. And then that place that right over the palate as the air comes in, the back of your mouth where your nostrils are bringing air in. The bottom of your eye orbits that's just on the other side of your palate. Your ears, the space between your ears. Paint over that whole space. And then paint over also the whole space of the interior of your skull where your brain sits above your ears, forward to your forehead, up to the crown of your head, back to the base of your neck. And can you have these two spaces in your mind's eye at the same time, in your self-image, in your internal feeling? where they relate, how they relate. And then touch anywhere, your face, your skull, your ears, top of your skull, sides, back, face. Touch from the outside with your hands and see if that matches, if that fits with this internal map. You've got this internal feeling you have now of the size and shape of the inside of your mouth, that space in the inside of the back of your mouth, and that size and shape of space of that place where your brain sits in your skull. Kind of calibrate these two things, this internal feeling and what you feel through your hands, what you feel externally. And then leave that, and you can stretch out your legs, let go of all that sensing and feeling, feel your contact with the floor again, the ink pad experience now, what your pattern's like now, your breathing, feel how deep or quiet your breathing is. And then slowly at your own pace without losing that feeling of those two spaces, how they're related, the inside of your skull, the inside of the palate, the roof of your mouth, the whole shape of your mouth, back of your nose where the air comes in, your nostrils, your ears, your jaws. Without losing that general sense, slowly come to your side, roll to your side, come up to sit, come up to stand and see if you aren't using yourself differently.